Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Happy Thursday evening and welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch you can pop me a text on 083 30 10 103 or you can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103 or if you want to be a part of the show you can email me encore at midlands103.com Tonight on the show a local Leash artist has joined forces with the Eco Showboat project to spread awareness on climate change through the arts. She'll be on to tell us all about her pieces that she had on show and the winner of this year's Westmead Film Award will be on to chat about the award and his upcoming documentary which is actually very very interesting. And are you feeling a little stuck with your writing? Well, joining me is a writer that has started a motivational coaching service for writers and creatives to help get you out of that rush that you may feel like you're in. And coming up this weekend is Mullingar Pride and Workfest, which I am very excited to say I have five tickets to give away to one lucky listener tonight. So I'll be asking a question in a little bit. So make sure you are listening in here on Midlands 103. But let's start the show with a local leash artist, Emily Miller who has collaborated with the Eco Showboat Project for Leash. So the Eco Showboat is a fully solar-powered boat which is slowly making its way along Ireland's waterways with the mission to spread awareness on climate change through the arts. It arrived in Vickerstown on Saturday, July 1st and Emily tells me a bit about the pieces she had on display on the day which showcased the threat that we as humans pose to the animals that surround us. So I am joined now with local artist Emily Miller, who is here to tell me all about the great work that she has done alongside the Eco Showboat. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be on the programme this morning. So you have done some incredible work with the Eco Showboat on um, creatures killed on the roadside. Tell me a little bit more about your work and how you've put it together for this. Yeah, so as a vegetarian for six years, I've kind of been looking around the family farm with both a critical and an appreciative lens. So as as we get more anxious about the environment going forward, I really appreciate the fact that farming will have to change. But also with that in mind, I'm, I'm very aware of the difficulty that goes into farming life and, and to committing your life to that. So I was kind of inspired by a lot of the creatures that I was reared with and have spent a lot of time with in my childhood and over the last 23 years. Um, And I started out by drawing these creatures in in really hyper-detailed ways and, and kind of just drawing attention and focus to them in my artwork. Recently, I've kind of felt that it hasn't authentically represented them So I started stretching the remains of roadkills who I find on local roads into these really intricately handmade, handprinted and painted frames so that they're alluring enough to draw people's eye in, but also the message is still there that the reality of what we are doing to the environment is very graphic and, and we have to look at that and really have conversations about it. Um, I was showing some of this work with the Eco Showboats visit on the 1st of July to Vickerstown. And then I also showed some of my drawings, one of which was a bee. And then I had 
30 specimens that were sent to me from Malahide Butterfly House. Yeah, it was a fabulous event. And we also had music uh, from Anna and um, Maninda, who are a part of an indie Celtic group. That's their name. And how did you get involved with the Eco Showboat project? So in January or February, I was lucky enough to be contacted by Mirren Nihunal. Um, they were looking for a leash-based artist who was really interested in ecology. And she thought of me um, because I had a residency in Leash Art House in September and I had developed some of the work there. So that's how we had that point of contact. And I was just lucky enough to have my name mentioned. And I was really delighted with the opportunity to connect with like-minded people. And it- it is a great opportunity to, to get something like this. And I mean, your work really does show, you know, the effect that we can have. And I don't think we realize sometimes the effect that we have on, on the animals that surround us. And it's sad to see some of the the poor things that are killed on the side of the roads. It does break my heart every time I'm driving if I see one. And mm-hmm. I can understand it, it may be a bit shocking for some people to see, but it, it's important for people, isn't it? Yeah, it's important that it's shocking because I have in the past really delved into the realm of kitsch. It's very easy to sit in your living room and draw a fox and think but, but that that's kind of representing them. But the reality is that it, it kind of isn't anymore. And the the relationship we have with the environment is a lot more of an extractive one right now. And it's kind of facing that and encouraging people to face that relationship that we have. So how do you feel um, that the crowd reacted or what, what do you want them to react? Because I know your work is actually going to be shown in the Kevin Kavanagh Gallery in Dublin um, very soon. What are you hoping that people take away from your pieces? Yeah, I, I'm just hoping that it kind of opens up a new conversation and that people kind of consider their footprint and their the lives that they lead and the impact that that has on the environment and maybe some of the small things that they can do to change that impact and improve their situation for the environment. And do you find that your work is helping um, some people realise this? I definitely think it is. I've had a lot of really interesting conversations with vegetarians, vegans, people who are thinking of of changing their diets and then people who are just considering changing their habits. I, I think it really is. And and sometimes just opening up that conversation in someone's mind might not have an immediate effect, but it might change things in six months or 12 months. And it's little things, isn't it, to, to, so. to do these things. So I can, I can see where you come from. So as part of the Eco Showbro project, how do you believe that the arts can effectively spread awareness about the climate change and environmental issues? Yeah, I think essentially it can come back to a really op- uh, like an openness and conversation and a lot of it is encouragement to delve into these issues and have kind of safe spaces to explore them rather than just this because we all know the science of of climate of the climate crisis and and it's terrifying but to converse in a in a way that kind of feels more communal and uh, personable I think is very important and I think the arts can do that and I love the message that comes across in especially the pieces that you have as well because it is very much look at what we're doing and this is the effect we're having and what can we do to prevent some of these things so I think it's an important message that you're portraying 
Thank you. Yeah, there's there's another side to it as well that I'm I'm aiming to honour these creatures who haven't had dignity in life or in death. I think you just touched on it that it's very sad to leave them, let see them left on the road. Yeah, and I I just kind of it, it does yeah it breaks my heart too every time I see them there and and that like their death is kind of repeated a hundred more times when they're left on the side of the road. So I obviously can't, I can't change the fate of all of them, but um, I, if if they're left, I, I try and move them off the road at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's little things like that. But I mean, even if people just watch their speeds on the road, that helps a small bit. You know, it's little things that we can be doing in our day-to-day lives that can that can make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just... Yeah, know, know the impact of your actions as well. Yeah, exactly that. It's exact. Emily, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. And I wish you the very best of luck over in the Kevin Kavanagh uh, Gallery in Dublin. Thank you so much, Shannon. So that opens on the 10th of August and it will close on the 2nd of September. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again to Leash artist Emily Miller for coming on the show. It is little things that we can do that make a difference to the planet. The Eco Showboat are headed to the Barrow side of Carlow Town for their next event on July 22nd if you want to go and see some of the amazing work that they are doing to raise awareness. Now, coming up this weekend is... Mullingar Pride's Celebration Concert Workfest and it's happening in Blackhall, Mullingar, County Westmeath this Saturday, July 8th and it's starring Drag Race UK star Bag of Chips love her featuring the Domino Show and a host of national drag stars the dance the night away with local DJs and doors are open at 4pm tickets are 20 euro but today on the show I have five tickets to give away to one lucky listener so all I want you to do I'm going to keep it simple tonight is if you text or WhatsApp the word PRIDE along with your name and location to 083 30 10 103 and I will pick a winner a little later on tonight. And speaking of winners, after the break, let's find out who's won this year's Westmead Film Award right here on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. You are listening to Encore with Shannon Fogarty and filmmaker Connor English has been announced as the 2023 winner of the Westmead Film Award. The annual award is a bursary of 10 thousand euro granted to a local filmmaker to be used towards the production of a short film or documentary in the county and I got to catch up with Connor today and speak about the documentary that he wants to make and how he felt about winning this incredible prize. So I'm delighted to be joined by Connor English who is this year's winner of the Westmead Film Award. Connor, how are you? Well I'm doing good thanks Simon. How do you feel for being recognised for your work? Uh, it's great. It's a super opportunity. Um, something they've been working towards for like a while in terms of making stuff on our own, off our own back and stuff like that. So it's good to be getting some backing from the Arts Council and Westmead Arts Office to uh, that we're making something of value. I suppose it's good to know. And I mean, it's an incredible prize to have won. I mean, you've got what <laughs> is it, ten thousand euro towards your next documentary. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like everyone kind of knows that making stuff like this does cost a lot of money. There's a lot of people kind of involved in and time and all that sort of stuff. So, 
to get some uh, some money to actually make this stuff is great because, uh, like I said, we've made stuff off our own backs in the past, but it does it is a strain on like trying to like you know do work that pays you as well as trying to do like any of these passion projects. So this just gives you a lot of time to be able to craft the thing that you want and and have some money there to actually make the thing. So yeah, we're delighted. So you are doing a documentary called Aroma, a story of chips and wonder. What inspired you to explore the history of this? And tell me a bit more about the story that you want to create. Yeah, so a little bit of backstory on the whole thing is I, myself and the producer, Ethan Scally, um, we kind of set out a few couple of years ago on making another documentary uh, called Millie's Magic. Uh, Maxwell Magic and that uh, kind of centered around like a town folk hero Millie Walsh who owns a, a petrol station in Mullingar and kind of his impact on the town and his kind of story and stuff like that and it was really we were kind of just looking at our own town and um, you know the characters within it and like what makes the, the best place well according to us anyways it, it, you know how why we love it so much and stuff like that so it was really about celebrating those stories about the people and the place that where we where we come from where we live and from that we just got such a a great response from you know people watching it and people enjoying and and just a really important thing um of kind of documenting stuff like that and keeping it safe for, you know, future generations to look at how we lived and the people and, you know, just these stories kind of go unnoticed and stuff like that. So I get that's kind of a long winded way of saying we are continuing to look at stories and people and places uh, in Mullingar and, you know, what makes the town and the Roma is an establishment that's been there for 50 years. And, um, yeah, just it, like it's like one thing that brings a lot of people together is a bag of chips or a plate of chips. So it's, you know, about finding some kind of common ground that everyone can enjoy something like that and get into. It. And there's stories that come out of, you know, centering around a place like that are kind of like the possibilities are endless where you could kind of end up in it. Um Especially with a documentary, you could like we could be anywhere at the end of it, and that's kind of the fun part of now we actually get to go and explore that. And how long will this documentary be? Uh, so within the stipulations of the the grant and stuff like that, it's going to be a short film, so it's going to be uh, about ten, twelve, max fifteen minutes long. So it's going to be a kind of short kind of snippet, but you'd be surprised on what you can kind of tell in that uh, time. But the other thing that's really good about doing a film of that length is that uh, there's multiple opportunities to show films like that in film festivals. Uh, they kind of cap um, a lot of films to that uh, length so that they can show multiple films and everyone kind of gets a go at you know telling a little bit of the story that they want to do. Um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be that length. And I think that's a good length to start off with, especially if this is you know the first award that you have won, is it? Uh, yeah, this, so this will be the first uh, filmmaking grant that I've ever uh, got. Yeah, definitely. And it's an incredible opportunity. How <clears throat> many films have you created? Um, so I would be involved with making uh, 
Well, look, I don't know off the top of my head, but like a, a good view at this point, but never one that I've kind of took uh, the full reins of, I suppose, uh, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like I would have uh, did like a lot of camera work on films with people and work with other people uh, on making stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this year I was kind of like, you know what, I want to try and make some stuff that I, uh, um, that I want to, you know, just, like that I want to kind of start off like things that I was like completely interested in um as well as still helping other people do their sort of stuff but yeah these are things that are kind of close to my heart and things that I want to kind of get into and it's very interesting because it's a whole culture thing as well the whole chipper and it's you know between Ireland and I guess it's sort of Italian as well it's merging both of those cultures into one and exploring those stories Oh, 100%. That's what I mean. Like, it's kind of difficult to talk about, like, where the documentary might go because it hasn't started yet. And like I said, that is the beauty of making the documentary because even when we're talking to Giovanni, who is the son of Joe, who owns the chipper in Mullingar, um, he was asking, like, you know, when you first kind of approach someone to... um, you know, to say, oh, can, we were interested in making a film about your life or, you know, about where you work and stuff like that. He's like, but what will it be? And we don't really know exactly what it'll be. But like you said, it's there is so many stories be, and, and like a really kind of cornerstone in every um, Irish town, big or small, the, the chipper is kind of the heart of uh, of a community at some point. So, um and then that Italian part of it and people were kind of, sometimes people were like, but why are the Italian chippers, like, why are they Italian? And, you know, stuff like that. And these are all questions that, not that I necessarily think will be completely answered in it, but they're a great starting point for, to be curious about these things. I suppose that's where the name of the wonder comes from, of just wondering about uh, where it could go or what we might find out on it. And that's the fun part of it is you don't know where it's going to go and it could be something so simple to them. It could be something so incredible for the documentary itself that it'll, that'll just make it explode, which is a lovely way to find things, I think, is when you delve deep into someone's story. Oh, big time, because that's like, uh, it's the massive thing that I'm always interested in is the things that we don't, that we take for granted every day. Not even take for granted, we just don't uh, notice them because we've seen them so many times, mm. but... Uh, and then be, be, people become jaded to the things or whatever. It's like these things are like can be really interesting. Uh, like one thing that really kind of led us to going in there was we were shooting a music video and we were in there and we were talking to Giovanni and he was showing us the old uh, chip machine and it was like it had all the formica on it, you know, like the old kind of paneling and the lovely glass and he was saying, oh, you know, this chip machine is about 50 years old. Wow. And that's what really sparked my interest in it because I was just like, oh, my God, this like chip machine must have made millions of chips <laughs> like for, you know, all the people that are around and Like I said, it's like the bonding or the relationships or anything that uh, could come from like a bag of chips is enormous. Like it's people's life, like they kind of revolve around. Now that sounds, you know... That's true, though. You know, it is very true. Thing, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that is it. And I think that's a really, uh, it's getting important, I think, and, and interesting. So that's why I'm really drawn to that kind of everyday things that we we just do. Like, And, and the weirdness in that stuff is, though, like, I think there's, um, 
there's a strangeness to everyday things that if we just stop to look at it, it you know, has a but wonderful... It, yeah, it's very true yeah. because we know the chipper is always there, but I guess we haven't really looked into, you know, the behind the scenes and that sort of thing or why it's been around or this you know the families that are involved with it so it's nice that you're going to explore that 100% like I said about uh, almost like documenting that stuff for like you know for an archive as well of like how like because it, it, we like I said we take a lot of stuff for granted like what we have today could be completely gone tomorrow as well and the stories can get lost then and I think that's what makes me want to do this stuff and it's brilliant that you have the help from the Westmeath Film Award and congratulations again on winning it. So how do you think this is going to set you for the future now in your filmmaking career? Oh, well, this is what I mean. Like, this, it's so great that, uh, like, the Westmeath Arts Office, like, have chosen our project to go forward with this and the money is brilliant for making stuff like this. But also just, it's like, like I said, it's the first time that we've got funding to make stuff like this. We made their stuff off our own back to to show what we can do so that we could get to this point. And it just gets you, as, like I said, we're very grateful for the funding. But what it also does is just kind of elevates your, you know, your awards and your portfolio kind of stuff. So that when you want to go forward and make even more stuff that you, yeah, it's the first rung on the ladder, as I see, for you know, doing more of this stuff and, and being able to, you know, fund it and get people paid and, you know. It's great. And it's experience as well that'll be incredible for you to have under your belt after this. Connor, I'm really looking forward for when this film comes out. You'll have to let me know so I can let our listeners know. Oh, 100%. Definitely. This is one that everyone would love to see, I'm sure. Connor, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting to me all about it. And I wish you the best of luck in creating this piece, Roma, a story of chips and wonder. Brilliant. Thanks, Shannon. As soon as we have a release date for Roma, A Story of Chips and Wonder, I will let you know. So we've got some texts coming in for the tickets to Mullingar Pride and Workfest. To enter, all you have to do is text or WhatsApp the word PRIDE along with your name and location to 0833301003. I have five tickets to give away to one lucky listener, so could it be you? Up next, if you are feeling stuck in your writing, then help is on the way with a writer who has started a coaching service for writers and creatives. Stay with me here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise, and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event, or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com. You are back with Shannon Fogarty on Encore here on Midlands 103. And have you ever been stuck on what to write or where to start or how to develop a story you're writing on or anything in between or going on? Well, help us here with a new coaching service with Louise Coughlin who joins me now Louise thank you so much for coming in and chatting to me tonight Shannon Fogarty I can't but just smile (laughs) at you such a smiley head on this one here across the table from me and I'm so grateful to be here thanks for having me it's brilliant to have you in so tell me a little bit more about this coaching service that you have started yeah, well, to, to give you a kind of a, a backstory as well, myself, I'm a published author. I brought out my first book last October. And of course, it was dear to my heart because it was the story of Ireland's old, oldest lady, Granny Nancy, who lived to 107. And um, I'd made a promise to Granny that I would finish it. Um, if, as she said, if I'm here or if I'm not. And so th- that whole story of writing it was a huge mountain for me to climb because I was grieving in a in a devastating way when she left. So she passed in September 2021 and I 
began writing it in the January and then from January to September the 19th of September I finished it so I, I put the book together and wrote it in nine months which was a huge huge Mount Everest to get up um, and I fell down many many times up the mountain I, and I fell and quit and didn't want to go back up it and came back down it and went back up it so I suppose just that's the backstory of where I'm coming from I know the torture, the pain, the heartbreak and the effort that goes into writing a book and to be a creative. It's really, really rewarding to be a creative, but it is equally um, really, really tricky. It and, is, yeah. yeah. And know. I mean, I know it myself because I work in the digital department here as well. So I can understand that the reward is, is brilliant. But trying to come up with the creative side of it and doing all of the background for it, you're there and you, you kind of doubt yourself a little bit. You go, is it good enough? Is it right? Will people enjoy what I put out? So I can completely understand. And I think this coaching service that you started is an incredibly great idea because it gives people the opportunity to go, is it good enough? A hundred percent. And I think that is the trickiest part of uh, completing anything or achieving anything or just stepping forward with something is actually to believe in yourself. So so what I've set up is motiv- motivational coaching for creatives. And the idea behind it, it is so I will be on that journey with you. I will be with you when the fog forms all around you and you cannot see and you want to quit and you want to give up. And you just sometimes you might only need me once and you might just need Lou, I'm stuck. I can't get back to it. I just don't want to do it anymore. And we talk it through. We Because always there's something at the root of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to break it down. And I think the trickiest bit as a creative is you can feel very isolated. Yeah. So you feel like no one's on the path with you. You love your family and your friends and you're always writing a book. But you can't turn to them and say, well, I'm really stuck here. Or I just can't, you know, I can't get over the fear of what people think when I do it. So I'm going to be, for many people, and I am doing it for quite a while now, is a voice in your head mm. that says you can do it and I am that hand that will hold you and your writing and support you to just keep going and most of the time it's just to get you through that hump or to get you over that that stuckness that unsure that doubt that imposter syndrome I am going to take that imposter out of your room out of your life out of your head out of your writing and help you to just go publish post move and I, I think you know I think it's a needed service, you know. I think it's something that, yeah, you know, we all get stuck and sometimes we just don't know who to turn to. And it's a tricky one being a creative. And that's just it. As you said, it's tough to to figure out who do you go to to ask, you know, what do I do from here? Because I've had a few writers on that have written books and they've never been an author or anything before. And they've gone, I just just had to figure out who to go to to publish or who to go to to do art and and all of this. So to have someone to go to to be like, what what do I do now? And I mean, what would be or what has been the most common sort of thing that people have come to you like? I, I would say the fear of sharing their work mm. and and really that fear stops them from writing. So they could have written quite a chunk and then get stuck and then just put it away or, you know, put it down and not want to go back to it. And I think that is for us all. I went through it myself. Um, and I think in life you come to those moments when you're trying to be brave and vulnerability gets the better, better of you in the sense that fear takes over of what are people going to think of me? I don't think... And that line that you used, yeah. Shannon, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, you know, when you say that, it's art and being creative and is about you. It's coming from your inner soul, your spirit, somewhere really deep inside you. It's not, you know, a math sum of two plus two equals four. Mm. So whatever you put out in the world in this artistic way is you. 
And that is very, very scary. And you're exposing yourself one million percent to people saying they don't like it. Yeah. Or, you know, and that's and it is a kind of, it is a mindset. It is a game that your mind is trying to, you know, the fight or flight. It's trying to tell you don't do it, don't do it, do it. And where I'm coming at is do it, do yeah. it, do it. Let's go together. Don't be afraid of the dark. I'll shine a big light and I'll put the step in front of you and you'll step forward. And once you get into that, it's amazing what a shift in mindset and support and just someone to tell you that you're actually brilliant. It's going to be fantastic. And let's move forward together. And, you know, it's not always for like publication or success. A lot of us create just because we don't know what else to do. It's part mm. of who we are. And I think when you remove the mindset of who's going to like it or who's going to read it, um, it, it helps a lot. But most importantly, what I always say is your people are out there. The yeah. people who love your stuff are out there. There's billions of people in the world. So there's going to be people that don't enjoy it. But that was the same for Leonardo da Vinci and the same for Einstein when he came up with his idea. Loads of people were saying, what are you talking about, Einstein? You know, no, that's not, that doesn't work out. And then because he was brave and he kept going and the same for all these successful people that we hold up, um, they had to get over that step of fear. And look, I'm a big believer. There's, you know, it's, we shouldn't be on our own in this world in any capacity. So, you know, I, I think there's just um, an opportunity for me to give my energy and my belief. And I really do believe in the artistic way and the creative way. And I think we need much more of it. Mm. And these and people of this nature need the support. They need the encouragement. That lovely and that's word. just it. I feel like even like just thinking of me, it's the fear of someone not liking it because I can be quite a perfectionist with things. And in my head, I'm go. I'm in my head. I'm like, they're not going to like this. This isn't going to work. Someone's going to just be like, no, not happening. Hi, everybody on Facebook Live. And so I can understand a lot of people go through that fear of going, I just I, I don't want to do it and be made fun of. Yeah. And you know what? Just when you say that, it just it clicks onto me as well. It's probably a bit more intense now because of modern society, mm. because of technology, the like, the dislike, the views, all the algorithm, the numbers. Mm. And as I always say to people, you know, someone said to me recently, I, I don't want to, don't do social media. Like the numbers just, you know, they really upset me. I'm not getting. And I always say, don't worry about the numbers because the numbers are just numbers. And you know what? If you had 20 people would be amazing to like yourself, right? Because if me and you went into the kitchen here even mm. and put 20 people into it, wouldn't it be packed? Yeah. Be packed. We wouldn't fit in. We'd be like, Jeannie Mac, there's not no cups. So like I always say, when I speak and when I think about my own creativity, I'm just, I just want one person to connect with it. You know, C.S. Lewis is all about human connection. You know, me too, as in, do you like that? I do. Mm. Oh, bing, my person. The next five, no, I don't like Mars bars or I don't like ice cream or I don't like pizza. We're all different for a magical reason because if we're all the same, it'd be mm. awful boring. But yeah, like I think the fear of failure is what gets your feet stuck. And yeah, I think I'm trying my best to be a light of hope that encourages people. Yeah. Encouragement, an encouraging voice. And again, I'm back to the whole thing of the creative process is very isolating. Mm. You really are very much on your own, whatever you're creating and you're hoping it'll work and you're hoping... And the truth is, I just think, go for it. You know, you know, if you don't do it, 20,000 other people are at it. So yeah. to move is what I'm about. And that's why writing that book in that short time, even though it was intense in the nine months writing it, because I was aiming for Granny's birthday. So I set myself my own deadline. But what it has got me into the mindset of doing now is just going for stuff, just doing it. Yeah. I, I just don't even think about failing. I just go, ah, I had so much fun doing that. And I base things on fun. 
and joy and yeah. me feeling fulfilled for being me. And rather. that's just it. If you don't take the leap, you'll never know what was meant to be. Yeah. And as scary as it is, sometimes just going for it is the best option. A hundred percent. And you never regret it. Exactly. And we were talking just briefly and it's something that I think is really important is it get it's the sense of doubt in your mind. Thinking about so the mind and the brain if you feed it, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. All the thoughts are talking to each other mm. and all of a sudden you stop because it paralyzes you because all the thoughts are running around your head saying that. Whereas you just say, do you know what? I'm just going to do it for fun. I'm just going to, I'm going to move. I'm going to publish something. I'm going to post something. I'm going to write something. I'm going to share something. I'm going to create a painting. I'm going to start up a community group. It's in those thoughts that you're like, well, you have two options. You either do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get stuck in a don't. And I got stuck in it for 20 years. It took me this long to come to actually get my first book. But now what am I doing? First book done. Two more on the way. Amazing. Because I'm just like, let's go. Go, go Power Rangers. Let's move it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I think. Um, but again, I was very fortunate when I was writing it. I had a very close inner circle of writers and people who supported me. And they were my voice. They were my, you know, come on, keep coming, keep Guys. going. And my, I have to reference my mom. She was amazing. At, at, t- towards the editing process at the end, I just I just wanted to quit. I just couldn't. I must have said I quit 20,000 times and I don't want to do this. And she was like, no, you're not. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. And we all need someone at the end of the marathon to be cheerleading us and say, come on, you can do it. Because that's when you want to quit. Exactly. So for anyone that's listening that is interested in having you on their side and having that creative and that energy, where can they go? Yeah, they can find me on my website um, and the coaching services is, is linked there and everything about me is there. And that's lucochlan.com. So it's L-O-U-C-O-G-H-L-A-N, lucochlan.com. And I will reference also our Facebook family because Shannon is now live on Facebook Live on <laughs> facebook.com uh, forward slash living and laughing with Lou. And um, there's a great community there. And I talk a lot about this as well there, Shannon. And I reference, I suppose, I, I talk about life and coping with it. I'm a big believer in creating as many coping mechanisms as we can together yeah. uh, to, to cope with life and then to enjoy it. And then, to you know, to, to move with things. Life is so fragile. We're here for a short time. We don't know how long. Yeah. Granny didn't know she was here for 107 years. 107. But, I, but the one thing I learned from her is she just gave it socks all the way. And, you know, I think that's the bit that, you know, lifts me up to just move on things. And I really want to help people. You know, I really want, that's why I feel I was here put on this earth to do. I want to help people achieve their end goals, but also, most importantly, to believe in themselves and to know that they're not alone. And I love that. And Louise, I'm very excited to see where you go with this in the future. And I cannot wait to read your two books that you come out with. So do let me know when they come up. But thank you so much for coming in and joining me. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Shannon Fogarty. Louise, I am absolutely delighted. So again, it's lucochlan.com if you want to get more information. And this is your last chance to enter for the tickets to Mullingar Pride and Workfest. Text or WhatsApp the word Pride along with your name and location to 083 103. And up next is the founder and chairperson of Mullingar Pride to tell us everything that's happening this Saturday right here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are listening to Encore with Shannon Fogarty and coming up this weekend is Mullingar Pride and Workfest, which I'm very, very, very excited for. I got the chance to catch up with founder and chairperson of Mullingar Pride, Daniel Boyne, and here is how our chat went. 
I am over the moon to be joined on the show today by the founder and chairperson of Mullingar Pride and the creative director of Workfest, Daniel Boyne. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are ya? Hi. Yes, <laughs> I love that energy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so Mullingar Pride is happening this Saturday, July 8th. Tell me everything that's going to happen that day. Oh, well, look, listen, it's creeped up on us like every year, but we have a fantastic day planned. So look, it's our second year. We're still celebrating Pride in Mullingar. And this year, uh, the festival is kind of, last year we had like a tribute, something for everyone last year. But this year, we're having a very drag-heavy concert because we are, after everything that happened over the last year in the drag community, we are tributing to these amazing, talented performers. And there's going to be two drag shows, followed by, of course, the amazing headliner, Madame Bag of Chips herself from RuPaul's Drag Race UK. So it's a really exciting day. We have a parade as well at half three. So come join us. We'll be in the town. Walk it. Bring all your colours. Be fabulous. And yes, it'll be a fantastic day out. And I know there's a family event that's happening at 2pm as well, which is very exciting. So where is this all kicking off in Mullingar? Yeah, so the family event is kind of like a pre-parade party and it's starting at 2 o'clock down in Black Hall. So we've kind of based the entire festival in Black Hall. That's where it's all going to be. So at 2 o'clock, the family event is free in. So bring along whoever you want and come join our family event. There'll be music by Catherine Nee, Elevate Dance School are going to be performing. And then after that, lead then into the parade at half three, which we can walk the town then. So yeah, it's all going to kind of all be based in Black Hall in Mullingar. And it's nice to have something like this. And as you said, it's the second year running. And it's important to have these things happening in the Midlands and to support the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, well, look, life can be hard sometimes mm. in rural Ireland for LGBTQ people. So, like, these prides are so vital that we're represented, that we're represented, that everybody in your community feels seen because community is such a big part of rural Ireland and there is LGBTQ people in your community and they need to feel seen and have their space as well. So it's so vital and so important. And how is the LGBTQ plus community in, in the Midlands, in Mullingar as well? How, is, how are they? Well, do you know what? There's some of us that would feel a little bit left out. Like obviously the big cities put on amazing pride events, but they're they're so expensive to some people. So they're not always accessible. Mm. So like, you know, for them, yeah, we... See, things have changed over the last 10 years, to be honest, which is towards the LGBTQ community across the world. I don't know why. It's kind of gone backwards a little bit. So that's where we're pushing for this, to kind of push back that narrative, that negativity, and give, like, the time to uh, rural pride and rural LGBTQ people. But as people, we are vibrant in the Midlands. We are just as much personality as everyone else, if not too much. <laughs> but that's a good thing. And, like, we are, we are doing well. We are. But, look, there can be more done by our allies and people around us to make us feel safer and make us feel more accepted. I mean, that's just it. Everyone should feel safe and accepted, no matter where they are in the world. So it's great to, that we have this community so that people can come and, and express themselves in a way that they're happy to. Well, absolutely. Like I just said, it's so important. And I think like with our Pride and our festival Workfest and why we have like a separate concert to Mullingar Pride. Mullingar Pride is the serious business of like support groups and being there and being seen and like running our events and that kind of stuff. But Workfest is a chance for us to celebrate who we are. So like for people to come dressed they want to be dressed or party with on a party and be seen and be with their friends in a queer space for them to just celebrate them being them. That's why Workfest is there. Workfest is there for us all to go down with our fans, honey, and flick, 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 and work, 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 and enjoy ourselves too. And it's to be accepted as who they are, which I think is really, really important. And I've been to a few drag shows over the years in, in Ireland and over in Canada, and I have absolutely adored everything that's gone on. So to see Bag of Chips, and I know the Domino Show is going to be on as well. And is that you? 
Yes, the Domino show is me. My alter ego is Domino. And yeah, so that's on at around eight, the seven o'clock is when I'm coming on. And it's me. I'm doing, a, I've back in dancers. I've got visuals. I have pyrotechnics. I have a few queens appearing in it as well. It's an hour long kind of fierceness that I'm terrified about, but I'll get there. Oh my <laughs> God, it, so that's worry. so exciting. So I have to ask, how did you find coming out and being a drag queen for the first time? Uh, well, I'm at this now eight years which is kind of crazy to me to think that in this November I'll be celebrating eight years in drag. It was a slow process for me, as in I kind of had to myself creatively test the water, see was I actually any good at it, mm-hmm. and then get confidence in it. But I never really had to come out as a domino is an extension of who Daniel is. And it's, uh, it's how Daniel expresses his creativity. You know, like Daniel goes around most days in a pair of black skinny jeans and a T-shirt. You know, that's not glamorous in any way. So <laughs> it can me, be. <laughs> it can be true. But like this is like for me to show like the extra ego that I can have and like the, how I love creativity and fashion mm. and expressing myself. And as for coming out as Domino, I really never felt the need to actually go, look, guess what, guys? I do drag. It was just more like, here's Domino, take it or leave it. I don't care. (laughs) I love that. Do you find that some um, other members of the LGBTQ plus community have kind of looked up to you and gone, that is something that I want to do, but I've been scared to do it? Uh, Well, do you know what? Surprisingly, yes. And that can be very intimidating. It can feel very like a lot of responsibility. But people have come to me and been like, oh, my God, like where do you get your confidence from? And Mm -hmm. do you know what? To be honest with you, do you know where it comes from? You put on the heels, you put on the makeup and it just kind of arrives. It just kind of happens. You you find your personality, your personality through drag or through performing in mm. that kind of way. So my advice was to come, come and ask me about it. It's just, just do it once, rip off the plaster. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But if you do, your confidence will build through that character the more and more you develop it and the more and more you throw at it. And I feel like even with me with makeup, I feel like I get I get this confidence when I've done a full face. And I mean, the makeup that you do is phenomenal. I'm going to need some tips. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. But like, yeah, makeup is another side of it. Being creative, creating mm. like these looks and visuals to yourself. It's like it's so important to kind of find oneself in their art, whether it be makeup, uh, whether it be painting, whether it be drag or acting or even just something as simple as like being a gardener or like, you know, taking, you know, you need to find that passion that you have. Yeah. And drag is so good for that and so makeup. And I love it. It's it's the form to express yourself and to have fun and to be who you are, which I, I always say to everyone I ever meet is just be you because you are who you are and you're wonderful as you are. Look, we're here for a short time, not a long time. Don't spend your life pretending to be something that you're not. Embrace who you are. Live life the best you can live it. And don't live your life anyway because someone else tells you to. Do it for yourself. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So for anyone that is looking for tickets to WorkFest on Saturday, where can they go? Right, so you can go to eventbrite.ie or go to mullingarpride.ie. There's not that many tickets left, just so we have to get that out there. So there is a few left, so you can go on mullingarpride.ie or eventbrite.ie. They're only €20, and that's a whole day from 4pm until 10 at night. There's DJs, there's drag queens, there's live singers. We have a whole packed day. And of course, bag of chips from uh, Draggers UK. So it's going to be a great day out. Oh, I'm very excited for it. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on and to tell us all about it. I'm really, really looking forward to the weekend. No problem, Shannon. My pleasure. Have a great day, Gord. Bye. I found him absolutely incredible to talk to. So if you are interested in hanging, heading over to Mullingar's Pride Celebration Concert Workfest, which is happening in Blackhall, Mullingar County, Westmead, this Saturday, July 8th, it stars Drag Race UK star Bag of Chips, as well as featuring the Domino Show and a host of national drag stars. And you can dance 
the night away with the local DJs as well. The doors are open at 4pm and the tickets are €20. So just go to mullingarpride.ie for more information on that. But I have five tickets to give away to one lucky listener, all with thanks to Mullingar Pride. And congratulations to Adrian Dunn over in Derrybeg. You have won the five tickets to go to Mullingar Pride this week. And absolutely over the moon. I am very, very excited to be attending. I can't wait to see Bag of Chips. I've watched her on RuPaul's Drag Race and I think it's she's amazing. That is it for this Thursday's Encore though. Hope you have enjoyed the show just as much as I have. Big thank you to all of my incredible guests that joined me this evening. All of the energy and the positivity on this week's show has just been brilliant. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Stay here though on Midlands 103 as Joe Cooney is going to bring you the best in-country music with Country Roads just after the news at 8 o'clock. I will be back here in the hot seat on Midlands 103 on Encore from 7 o'clock next Thursday and I'm very excited. I love doing this every every week. But enjoy it. Have a great weekend and congratulations again to Adrian Dunn who has won the tickets to go to Mullingar Pride. Chat to you next Thursday from 7.